Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Good to be with you. We got Pastor Toby, Chalk Knox, I'm the Water Boy. I see how you timed that. Yeah. You, you, gave yourself, you gave yourself the drop. I'm making it tighter. I'm tightening <laughs> up. Hey, thanks for all club members for supporting us, especially these last couple weeks. We've been able to be in the studio almost every day thank in the last you, couple weeks. You, I don't you. even know what day it is anymore. The more, the more club members that support us, the more we can do. So very thankful for you guys. Hey, with us right now on the line, we have Dr. Ron Paul. He was congressman, three-time presidential candidate uh, from Texas enjoys a national reputation as the premier advocate for liberty in politics today. Dr. Paul is the leading spokesman in Washington for limited constitutional government, low taxes, free markets, and a return to sound monetary policies based on commodity-backed currency. He's known among both his colleagues in Congress and his mm. constituents for his consistent voting record true. in the House of Representatives. Dr. Paul never votes for legislation unless the proposed measure is expressly authorized <laughs> by the Constitution. <laughs> Dr. Paul is the author of several books, including The Revolution, A Manifesto, End the Fed, Liberty Defined, Challenged Liberty, The Case for Gold, and A Republic If You Can Keep It. Mm. You can find all his stuff at ronpaulinstitute.org. Dr. Paul, thank you so much for joining us on CrossPolitik. Very nice. Nice to be with you. So you practiced medicine for how many years, Dr. Paul? I got out of medical school in 1960, and, and I practiced for off and on and not straight. It, it was probably 25 years. I was, you know, in Congress, and I got tired of Congress rather quickly. The first time I was there, I was, I'm, going, I'm going back to medicine, and uh I was in medicine long enough to deliver 4,000 babies. Yeah. That's what oh, I know. Praise wow. God. Did you baptize them all? <laughs> That's their parents' job. That's their parents' job. So uh, how bad is the coronavirus, this COVID-19, and is this a medical emergency? Well, what is very bad is the hysteria and the overreaction uh, to it. It's a serious problem in the sense that people can die from the virus, but I believe it has to be in combination with other factors such as age, medications, and bad immune systems. Mm. So it is serious. You can't say just forget about it all. But I don't think it's anything like uh, is being described by those who use this uh, to just promote bigger government. And I think that's what they've done. They've, uh, they've caused so much hysteria, and people are just frightened. And now we've imprisoned ourselves. I thought, boy, we have to worry about our enemies, you know, outside enemies. But we had to worry about our own, ourselves. So we, we just roll over and we turn our homes into our prisons and, oh, and oh. just the loss of liberty. I compare it a lot to how much we sacrificed on 9-11. And yeah. that was a bad incident, but it wasn't a reason that we should give up our liberty. And what did we do? We took liberty away from people by passing the Patriot Act. So we should use some common sense. And right now, I don't think common sense is very common in Washington, D.C. So what laws or regulations or what are politicians basing kind of these um, orders on? So we're in Idaho and we're required, we're shelter in here in Idaho right now, what laws are they pointing to to be able to kind of require some of this? Well, that's in really in, uh, in much confusion right now because we have the federal government doing mandates. At the same time, we have state governments doing it and say that they can, they can write these rules and reg regulations. But, you know, the overriding principle of, uh, of using force to tell people what to do for their own good 
Uh, you can't make people safe from themselves. So if you don't eat right and you uh, do a lot of harm to yourself and then you get something that is rather mild and you get much sicker, uh, you can hardly regulate that because it has to do with the the individual and, and that person's uh, own habits. But it's... Uh, it's it's uh, way out of control. I would say that uh, you don't read much in you don't read uh, much in the Constitution about uh, a direction for our country under the circumstances of people being sick. And uh, there were there were uh, you, you know epidemics and things in our early history and throughout all history, but that wasn't part of it. It was. Uh, it was designed for people to take care of themselves and local government, local churches, and volunteerism. And I think that's one thing is taking away liberty for your good, I'm opposed to. And if there has to be something, and there's a little bit of that going on now. There have been some voluntary uh, programs that people say, well, maybe we ought to do this and that. But when it comes to the government, they, they make one statement. And if it's wrong, it does more harm. And I think one thing that they're doing from a medical viewpoint is is terrible, and that is get in your house and close the doors. Don't dare get in the sunlight. And yet sunlight might be one of the best things that we, we mm, could do. Vitamin D, right. Yeah, that's right. But uh, So that's why you don't want the bureaucrats making these, uh, these decisions. And I think most people would do what's best in their own interest, what's good for their, their families. And if you need more help, uh, of course, the Christian approach to that is the helping our fellow man. Uh, we should be taking and res- be responsible to our families, but uh, also to the people that uh, surround us and we live together. But somebody in Idaho shouldn't be telling uh, people in New York City, we're going to write the laws, nor should the people in New York City yeah. be telling you what you should do to combat uh, any fear that you might have because of infections that are uh, circulating. You know what? Yeah. You know- uh, Dr. Paul, I have been busting my head trying to get my head around this economic, the modeling of some of the coronavirus. The information continues to change. I think we're getting more information as time goes on. And as you see, um, right, I just read an article the other day that says there are more people who are dying from the coronavirus, but they really are dying with the coronavirus and not from it. And so uh, can, how, how are we supposed to be looking at this? Right? How do we synthesize information? Can you help us with that? Well, first we need to get rid of the bureaucracy because uh, the bureaucracy is, uh, is controlling this. So they say that, but it's a bureaucracy. It's not. It's not a medical decision. And uh, you're absolutely right because it's hard to figure out. I don't believe many people get coronavirus and up and die. You know, in the next week or two or three, just because they had coronavirus. In order to prove that, you should. You know, in medicine, uh, you know, especially if there was a legal matter, you have to do an autopsy. You have to find out. So, yeah, they did a swab, and they, oh, yeah, we grew coronavirus. Well, that's a cold virus, and they vary, and some people get real sick from it, and some people don't get sick. So uh, they they don't measure the uh, the other factors. Is the patient taking a medication? What's the age of the patients? What's, uh, what are the habits of that patient? Uh, what's their immune system like? And uh, what kind of tests were taken? I don't believe that the tests are worthwhile, uh, you know, totally because there are so many and there's so many mistakes. There's a lot of negatives and false positives. Yep. I remember... When I first went to Congress in 76, there was a swine flu, and uh, Ford was president, 
it turned into political football. And he said, well, we got to stop this flu. And we have to have an, the whole country inoculated against this coming flu. And they had a bill come up, $137 million. That used to be a lot of money. And they said, we're going to knock we're going to inoculate everybody. And there were two of us that voted against it. And the other person was uh, a doctor, uh, you know, that voted against it because we didn't think it was good constitutionally, but we didn't think it was good medicine uh, either. And it turned out more people died from the vaccine than than they did from the virus. Nobody died from the virus. And there were over 500 cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a deadly disease, uh, a threat, a threatening disease. Most people do get over it. But uh, so that was my introduction. So constitutionally and common sense and medically, I uh, shy away from, you know, bureaucratic solutions and political solutions. This is a political game they're playing. It's an excuse to spend more money, an excuse to, you know, deflect you know, your consideration. You might be, uh, they might want you to not worry too much about the Federal Reserve causing our depression. And so they give you the coronavirus and we're supposed to be distracted. If they want to expand the wars, if they want to expand the wars in the Middle East, they say, no, you have to think about the coronavirus and why we want you in your house and don't come out of your house or we're going to arrest you. Right. I mean, that's where our real dangers are. They, they thought the solution to 9-11 was passing the Patriot Act. Give the American people less freedom and that will help us, which is a Wow. Is, is, uh, so you talk about bureaucracy and how that's making a big mess of this. Is that also playing into um, the some of the crisis that you know seems to be happening maybe in major metropolitan areas in the UK, Italy, New York City? If there's bureaucracy sort of bottlenecking um, uh, access to supplies or ability to do treatments or get medicine, is that actually – helping um, perpetuate or even enhance this crisis? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a major source of the, of the problems. The bureaucracy is just a reflection of a socialist idea, and that's planning, and you get rid of pricing structure, and you get uh, more mandates, and uh, this whole idea that some individual in Washington should write the mandates for people in Idaho. I mean, it, it makes no sense at all. Uh, so... It, the bureaucratic mind is a reflection of a socialist policy, and in some ways we're suffering from that already because we have the federal government very, very much involved in medication and, and medicine. I mean, uh, Obamacare didn't teach us how to build up our immune system. Matter of fact, they, they do the opposite. They do the opposite. But the, the medical profession is controlled by the drug companies who want to make more vaccines, yeah, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. And that's the bureaucracy. And then if they say, oh, we need them, can, can you imagine this country struggling? How much should a face mask cost? Oh, mm. well, you know, they don't even know about supply and demand. If, if this was a, a true emergency in a free society, people would say, well, we all agree. A face mask is really important. There'd be about six companies, you know, vying for the business. It wouldn't be a contract to one company, and uh, competition would work. The cost would work. The distribution would work. It's sort of, if you want to think of a good example of how the system I'm talking about works, think about how well we distributed cell phones, you know? Yeah, and yeah. cell phones, the price came down. Yeah. Everybody used them. They've been helpful and all yeah. of this. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's some downside, but... But the distribution has been fantastic. But if it comes to face masks, 
they'll mess it up. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I was talking. I was explaining to my kids what AOL was last night, yeah. and I was telling them, you know, AOL used to send us discs like every week, and then eventually, you know, using them for like cup holders and stuff like that because yeah, they yeah. were trying to, you know, just the same thing like the internet, like people trying to get you to sign up for the internet. Yeah. It just the free market worked on that one. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's let's talk stimulus. Um, we've been we've had a uh, actually recently we had David Bonson on the show. And uh, uh, the current stimulus, as it's been discussed, everyone is saying that, it, or largely a lot of people are saying that, hey, this is different than the Bush stimulus. This is different than the Obama stimulus. This, is, this stimulus is there because the government required everyone to stay home. And so now we, we as the government need to come in and also provide money to fix the problems of what we caused by requiring everyone to stay home. How are you processing the stimulus in all this? Well, if the problem has come because the government did something wrong and they made us stay at home and, 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 and brought about these problems, yeah. the, the conclusion should be the government made a mistake. Why should we go back to the same people who made all the mistakes and ask them, what should we do now? Oh, you know, maybe, maybe we should say we, you, you shouldn't be in the business because you don't know what, what's best to do. It should be done as close to home as possible. And uh, that's so much better. But we're not only talking about, you know, our federal government getting involved. We're talking about the world now. I think, I think there's a sinister approach that uh, this globalism there, there's uh, some coalitions now between so-called freedom groups and, and uh, Marxist groups that are coming together. This is the reason why we need one world government, you know, be able to handle a crisis like this. And they're the ones who create it. Man. And, uh, yeah. It's the conclusion that matters. So just because uh, the government helped create it, uh, that was the argument when the first bailout came off after 9-11, which was a disaster. Say, well, it's beyond their control, but it did, why punish the people that didn't have anything to do with it? You know, yeah. uh, And if it was a mistake, who made the mistake? And it was a philosophy of government. It was deeply flawed, and this ought to give us a time to reassess things. That's what we should be doing with this mess that we have now. So, so right now, I, I, have you heard about the church in Florida? The pastor got arrested there. I sure did. Yeah. Yes, I heard. What, do they have a leg to stand on right now? What is where's their recourse? And other pastors are looking at this right now, trying to make some decisions too. What's your word? You mean uh, who has a leg to stand on, the government or the pastor? <laughs> the pastor. <laughs> the pastor. <laughs> well, I mean, in a constitutional republic, I mean, it wouldn't even occur. Uh, this whole whole thing, but no, it's a it's a violation. The uh, the, the one thing is is. Uh, they're making tremendous assumptions that they know exactly what the disease is, how it is spread, and yeah. you go to church. So I think this is one of the uh, the uh, serious problems that we're going to face because we are conditioning people, you know, to stay at home, lock our doors, don't go out in the sun, don't go to church. And uh, actually, I think the court case that he has uh, – is a very significant uh, case because there's no way that they can prove it. And even if they could say it's dangerous, mm -hmm. it should be done voluntarily. In a libertarian society, two sides have to do it voluntarily. Let's say there, there was some risk in going to that church. I think that uh, is anybody being forced to go to the church? Right. And, uh, you know, and that would make all the difference. Is somebody hiding something? That would be fraudulent to say, oh, no, this, this, we absolutely do not have this and guarantee this. Right. And that would be wrong. But uh, both sides have to agree, and it has to be voluntary. And, uh, and people would work it out. You know, I think of it to calm my own nerves down with this. I think it, 
you know, uh, I think of it like a real bad cold, you know. Yeah. And uh, with other these other conditions, people can get very sick. But people with bad colds uh, don't get hysterical. They, there has to be a concerted effort to stir up all this trouble that uh, we have today and, and get people into a panic. So people are saying, though, that if, if crowds come together – Somebody can, you know, not know that they're infected with the virus. Right. And then, you know, they're, they're, I've seen a story go around that, you know, there was a choir that met apparently in Washington State in yeah. Seattle somewhere. Yeah. And like 40 members of the choir came down yeah, with it. 42. Two died. And two died. Yeah. And several more hospitalized. And so the argument is that, but if you do that, you're spreading a deadly virus and you might need, you know, you're, you're, you're killing people. Um, what do you say to that? Well, probably they don't have proof, proof of that. But if it, it could happen, and you read about it, uh, and uh, you you might say, well, I'm not going there. Well, that'd be okay, just so nobody forced you to go there. But they're forcing you to stay in your house, <laughs> and yeah. they, they deny your right to go out to the beach. That's that's the kind of stuff where they where they make it wrong and make it more dangerous. So, uh, but isn't the they, argument they, isn't the argument though that if if you have the the virus and you go out freely? not knowing that you have the virus you're infecting and, others and then you're harming yeah. someone else who you know he he just wanted to go out and take a walk he just wanted to go to the grocery store he just wanted to go to church but now he has been involuntarily infected by you because you didn't know you had it well that that is the case and that's the argument they use why the federal government needs to tell you how many shots you have how many immunizations you have to give to your kids because uh you know they might go out and spread something but, right but I don't believe in forcing people to take immunization. Yes, they're dangerous. In the individual, you can decide, in a free society, you can decide, I don't want the immunization. And or you want to stay away from that that threat. And um, the the other people say, oh, no, uh, but you have to, you know, we have to protect against other people. But uh, the other people, if they have their, <clears throat> excuse me, if they have their shots, if they had their immunization shot, uh, well, that's all you have to do. You take it. To, how are you going to get infected? So if, if they didn't take it, they're taking their own risk. But this whole idea, and this is what's wrong with, with, uh, with, with government, is that we can remove all risk from, from living, you know, mm. that uh, any danger. Mm. And the purpose of government is not to lay, have us uh, live in a safe and secure environment that uh, we are, we're taking care of. That leads to all kinds of economic controls. There always has to be a safety net, and uh, it, it, you just can't do it. This is the excuse for us policing the world while we have to go to war because we have to be safe. We have to be safe. And when um, when the Patriot Act came up, uh, people would, of course, I voted against it. They said, well, this is extreme, but uh, we, we have to take care of ourselves. We have, some of my constituents say, we, we have to uh, allow the government to do some things because we want to be safe. But if safety is the issue, they should control our education, our spiritual lives, everything else, if you wow. want government to do it. And they That's do right. apply these rules to uh, to to the government when the government becomes, uh, you know, the uh, spiritual leaders, you know, they become the, yeah. the uh, uh, dictators. And that's, a, to me, I think, a serious threat. 
Mm. Dr. Paul, man, I, I, we could talk to you for. I, I know. You, There's a lot ask, more. Him, ask him about nine. Oh, yeah, no. I, I was going to. Okay, last question. Do it, do it, thank do you. It. Last question. We, before 9 11, I could walk up right to the gate and sit down and the say airport. bye to the airport and say bye to my mom. After 9 11, we lost so many freedoms. We didn't even know we were going to lose them, but we were willing to give it up because of what happened. What do we look like now after COVID 19? Mm. That, uh, well, it's much worse. Uh, I mean, the, the, uh, the thing after 9-11 was, uh, yeah, we attacked the problem by taking away the freedom of law-abiding citizens, and it hasn't done a thing to make us safer. It made us uh, less secure, and this same thing will happen. Uh, but uh, hopefully we can wake up people and say, because we're at the end of the rope now. We're in the end of the rope financially. We can't continue to do mm. this. And it's failing. And the job is people like you and anybody who else will think about it is to get people to think differently about the role of government. People should ask one major question. What should the role of government be in a free society? Oh, I don't want to live in a free society. Well, that's a different story. If you want to live in a free free society, you have to define exactly. And the government should protect our liberties, you know, and, and that should be it. It shouldn't be to police the world. It shouldn't be telling telling us how we should spend our money. We should recognize that we have uh, responsibilities for ourselves and our family. And the government shouldn't be involved in that. And all transactions shouldn't be regulated by the government. All transactions should be uh, regulated by volunteerism. So there's a lot of risk made. You have to assume that risk. Everything you do, every time you spend your money or get involved in any social activity, there's always going to be a risk. But who's going to protect us? If, if we allow our government, which we have, that the government is going to protect us against ourselves, uh, they will extend it like was indicated now after coronavirus. They, they, the assumption is, is we just lose more liberty. They, you cannot do that. We as individuals, uh, if we understand it, have to protect ourselves and make our own choices. But when they want to make us safe and make regulations so that we're safe from ourselves, it just ends up in, in tyranny. Mm. Wow. Sir, I hope Rand is doing good. We'll be yeah, praying for him. Yeah, he's doing well. Good. Come along. Uh, R- RonPaulInstitute.org. I hope you go check it out, sir. Thank you for joining us. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.